Welcome to On The Terrace, a new podcast about Sheffield and wider Yorkshire football. In episode one, we review Sheffield United's candid display in London. We preview their crunch game versus Fulham at the weekend. And we take a deep dive into the successes of Doncaster Rovers and League Two new boys, Harrogate Town. Taylor, how are we? All right, mate, yourself? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, well, when we put this idea into practice, I never thought it'd come about this quick. But, no, I hey, didn't either. <laughs> we, we've got to start, haven't we? Well, what can we say? It's you probably, you probably should have done this last season where we could have been on a bit more like, positive on cloud 10 every every single time we talk about united but it's 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 obviously hard isn't it it's, we we really really are really are struggling and we'll obviously it's get on to definitely a feeling we've not felt for a significant <laughs> period let's, uh, let's yeah well, i can't even say is i'm when we were in League One, it was it was all disappointment because we were we were just languishing. But this is not even disappointment. It's just we expected this last season. Um, yeah, obviously not as catastrophic as as what we're seeing. Obviously being still languishing on that that hinge total that we're trying to avoid, and it's it's really difficult because I'm not disappointed and I'm not sad. Well, I, I am I am I am sad to see a our prestigious club it's more gutting than disappointing yeah in it sense is. Of we're not playing bad football we're, we're going toe to toe with decent sides but yeah it's just not happening it's, it's not it's not and there's only so many times in the season where you can say it's not happening it's not happening looks not going against us I'm sick of hearing commentators saying well they're not having a bit green says well as far as I'm concerned you make your own look at yeah. times and and we'll, we'll when we get into the West Ham game, we'll we'll, we'll we'll shred it. Do we have to? Yeah, we have to. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Um, hopefully, there's there's better times to come. Um, oh, I'll start. I'll start actually Premier wide because it what I'll even start Premier wide this weekend. It's probably been discussed right up and down forever and ever, and it's probably going to be discussed. Are you, into, are you going it, to say the the three letter word? I'm going to talk about the video assistant referee. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring it up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to because we, we got we got the good and bad side of it um, on on Wind. Monday night. On, on on Monday night, in regards that, well, yeah, he is offside, and he's and Michael and, and Craig Dawson is. I love I love Michael Dawson as well. Craig Dawson is <laughs> miles. He's, well, he's obviously his body parts that he can use to yeah, he's, he's, he's half a yard off he's half a yard off but you I know, can't it, understand why it takes so long to come to that decision that he's half a yard offside no because yeah I completely agree it's it's taken what Simon Hooper's obviously then had the had the, had the conversation someone's told me you need to go and look it on the screen and I think that's gone too far the other way as well in the aspect of last season, they didn't look at the screen at all, and now they're looking at it every single little fine detail. Yes, the minutest of things. Um, it's like I know um, going into something different is the Aaron Maguire situation against West Brom. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's the first full West Brom game I've watched all year. Um, that obviously doesn't involve us, and the fact that from the free kick, Harry Maguire is half a yard offside, a bit bit spits them to Craig Dawson, if not more. The fact that they've not even yeah. looked at the offside 
they've looked at the penalty case, but then but, even then, they've sent the referee over to look at the VAR, at the video on the uh, touchline again. Which... The right call was made, but how's the linesman not seeing that? The linesman's not got to be anywhere because he's it's, it's obviously with the line of defenders and attackers. It's, it's, yeah. it's, an, it's an obvious decision and that late flagging, I'm not even going to talk about it. That's just, it's, it's stupid and dangerous. It's, it's dangerous, exactly. And, and it's, also, it's, there's going to come a, an incident where someone gets snapped in a last ditch. Bleh, last, I can't even say my words. <laughs> last ditch tackle. There we go. Yeah. And someone's ankle's going to break, leg's going to break. There's, there's going to be something where a player wins the ball. Yeah. But the following incident is just going to cause a serious injury. Well, you look at John Egan last, uh, last night, well, on, on Monday night. That That's serious. He won the ball. Yeah. There's obviously no VAR involved, but something like that's going to happen. And I think there was an incident in the, the Crystal Palace Burnley game at the weekend where um, Ben Mee's been taken off um, through, through a challenge. There's going to be something like where there's a 50 50. Yeah. It's going to be a head beat. It's going to be a head meets ball, a head meets foot situation in regards to someone's going to go for an, a, a, a low header and there's going to be a high foot and someone's going to get some yeah. they, we, and, and concussion is going to come in but as far as I'm concerned and I think we, we've already we, we've looked at this already it's the right call the, the, the decision's been yeah, made yes, right. because the the, the, pen, the the foul is yes it's no, clumsy no. from it's, it, it, well, I, I'll put I'll, I'll loosely use the term foul I can see why Simon Hooper's given the penalty but Dawson is exactly the same as Maguire in that instance he's, he, he's built but you feel contact now, you go down. That's the way yeah, the Premier League the, is. The fact, the fact of the matter is, with the end of Stevens' challenge, for, end of day, he puts his end in the situation for the penalty to, give, to be given. That's that's the most stupidest thing you could do. But the ball travels in the opposite direction in the way that Dawson's running. Yeah, so even exactly. if his touch is heavy and he's been tackled, or, or fouled, shall we say, unquote, unquote, yeah. um, is... The change of directional ball would not happen in that situation. No, and it's going to be a worldy crossway. I mean, you're not going to Dawson's not going to spin on a sixpence and put a ball back yeah. into the box. He, he, he's just not. He, that's just not. He's a centre half. He's not. He's not. He's, he's not, not Lanzini. He, exactly. Yeah, it, it, and obviously, centre halves can obviously put these unreal worldy balls in. But yeah, you're right. He's facing away from goal, and it's just clumsy. Our crossing this year has been awful. Yeah, it's been all over the place. Yeah, it has We'd been all over. We don't cross. We have opportunities to cross the ball on the corner of the eighteen-yard box. There's no one around. There's maybe McGoldrick or the sharp in box or whoever's in box at striker, and we decide to play it backwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've we've always done that though, especially under Wilder. We have, we have, we've had to get used to that patient build-up. Like when but we you, were when we were you both can't we went, do that in Prem. You need to take your chances. We and need that's to, yeah. why we're in the position where we are. Yeah, because in Championship we've probably got want to get a team like us five, six good chances a game. Y- yeah, we, yeah. We, we, your we, chances are near enough doubled in Championship, or or even tripled. You're gonna get yeah. you, you're gonna get two, and we had we had two last night where that both should have been gold. <laughs> Sumchex is a fantastic tackle. Yeah, it's a great challenge, but the McBurney header, for for his size and what he does, he should be testing Fabianski more. And then the, the one where should score as well. Well, there's no power on the cross. He's got to generate his own power, and he's only yeah. And it takes that deflection, which sort of takes it back it into takes, his path and slows it down. It slows it down. But he's so, still got to score the chance. Exactly. He's five yard out. Yeah, my my thing is last night is we 
they kept saying on on the commentary I had. So you had the you had the BT Sport. I think I had the BN Sport one through my iPad, and um, they they were saying it's like, where's this pacing behind? Says so well, he sat on our bench. There's there's been times where we can where we look for Ollie Burke and we bring him on in games where he's not needed. But I could see what Wilder was doing because West Ham were sitting back because they yeah, had no they, they, they had no they, they had no intention of going for a third goal. Not a, not an intention. As soon as they went to up, they they well they made that sub. They brought Ryan Fredericks on as well. Uh, we made Scored yesterday because we stood off him for ten yards. Yeah, uh, how many subs did we make last night? Um, I don't think we made all three. No, Ollie McBurney was one, but he took 10 minutes to come on. That was hilarious. He was he must have been stood outside line at 47th minute, then put his jacket back on, then went for a run, yeah. then sort yeah. of stu- he was stood there for a he, he, he was stood there for a good I think he came on 56th minute, 57th minute. Yeah. He, he must he must have been nearly stood there for a a, a good amount of time um uh, before he came on. But before we get into the game, well, before the game it was it, it, we we were we we I'm I'm not particularly fond of the injury excuse because yes we don't have the biggest squad in the world that's granted um, with the resources that we've got but we have been blighted by injuries this year. In, oh, we've been absolutely we've been battered. Yeah, we we have uh, in in so far that we we've lost key players like Jack O'Connell going first second game at the season was just a big miss for the entire year losing Sander Berg. Losing, losing really key players, and then George Bulldog in and out of the team. Um, yeah. We obviously lost Ender at a critical time. We lost John Egan last night. Well, the biggest, the big one that who's sort of rekindling his form from last season is John Fleck. Um, yeah, and then gets blighted by an illness. And uh, what, sort of rushed into uh, well, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Well, what whatever's going to come out of, with that, but over the last, I'd I'd probably say since the turn of the year, since whatever. The, the, the hilarious interview with with Wilder talking about Jimmy and John Fleck and new different player yeah. and play, playing with it with a back strain. He's been since he's because we we we'd said like especially the bright the Brighton away game like he did just did not look fit and he was at fault for their goal and he just he looked twenty percent twenty five percent off it and look where he is and look yeah. where and he hit that run of form where every time he went forward the team moved up. And and John Fleck probably since the Bristol Rovers game in the cup, it's just been outstanding. Against yeah. against Newcastle, against... I mean, he's been blighted by that double fracture in his back, hasn't he? Yeah, which no one even knew about. No, well, yeah. So well, fair play to him for trying to play through it, but I'd rather have a, a fit John Fleck. Yeah, because if you've got fit, if you've got it, John Fleck. Yeah, because if you've got a fit John Fleck, you've got two players there. Because if he, you, yeah, if you've got a fit John Fleck, mate, you're creating four or five chances a game. Yeah, absolutely. And just look at that. Look at that cross against Spurs. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful ball. McGold didn't have to do it other than run onto it and just yeah. guide it into that far post, which yeah. he does. And yeah, absolutely. And and his goal contributions last season were, were were vital. And he built up a really good relationship with John Lundstrom in regards to that sort of. They did play the 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 football version of good cop bad cop, really, didn't they? So John Lundstrom had a little bit yeah. of the freedom of the pitch. He could connect with David McGoldrick, who who sort of he loves to drop in but my problem is with David McGoldrick if he drops in he's, he's quite tall there's no one in the box and, and yeah. I, as much as we love Billy Sharp he's he, he, he can look at the vast majority of his careers yeah he's got a lot of edits for us but they've all been from millimetres he's, yeah. he, he's, he's, he's not a, a striker that he wants the ball to his feet 
So putting balls in box, if you've got David, as much as this leads on nicely, to be fair, because you've got our strike partnerships. If you've got if you've got McGoldrick and Sharp, you've got bundles of energy and Sharp will, no matter how old he is, as far as far as I'm concerned, he's a fine wine. His um, dark arts of the game. Oh, brilliant! Oh, brilliant! Oh, brilliant! Chris Wilder player all over, all over the place. But if you've got them two together, then you've got if your sharp's running down the channel and then McGold is playing as an auxiliary ten, we've got absolutely nothing in the box. Yeah, and another thing with that partnership, and this is what really, really ticks me off, is that we tend, I don't know what it is at minute, is when we're panicking, is to just oof the ball forward. Yeah, yeah. Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick are not going to hold the ball up as effectively as possibly a McBurney or a Burke. Yeah, cool. In the sense of challenging, hence of Issa Diop. Yeah. And your, your Dawson's of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Who are six foot three to six foot four. Plus. Sharp's about five foot nine, five foot ten. McGoldrick's six foot. Yeah. Both in the mid. To early thirties, yeah. Sharp's what now? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Digits thirty-three. Yeah, it's or around that. It's 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 a lot to ask for two thirty-odd-year-olds to be to be trying doing. to run around like a yeah. madless headless chicken uh, for sixty, seventy minutes. But we, but against Newcastle, it worked absolutely perfectly because we didn't hoof it. We we didn't we didn't play yeah, exactly with none of, none of this ball in the air because Newcastle are. Newcastle have always been the, the team of the Giants and you, you look at some, you, you look at their centre halves and we played that game to perfection. Um with yeah. with uh, uh, well David McGoldrick was just unbelievable that game, but he's not gonna bang you I mean how many goals scored this season? Seven, seven all against top six. Yeah. Ironically. Yeah. Um, um he's, it, and I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's but that, that partnership has has the potential in the right style of play. To, to be to be hugely effective because you put the ball in the twelve yard box and give Billy Sharp a shot at goal and probably eight times out of oh, ten eight times nine times out of ten is in yeah he's because he, yeah. he just look at that one against West Brom yeah that's just instinct the, the, it's instinct to try and get your foot just in front of defender it's a typical Billy Sharp goal. Keith Edwards pretty perfect master poach yeah Keith Edwards pretty perfectly for Radio Sheffield it, uh, when he was summarising game he basically went there's there's no other person in that football club that you want that to fall to we're in and he's absolutely spot oh, on. No. And probably there's that I I've not come across a centre forward that's as, as good as that as Billy is at that at, at, at any level. Like uh, there is obviously poachers, but he's he's the he's the man's man for it. He's just the definition of that killer instinct in in the it, well primarily in the six yard box. And that goal against West Brom was well, yeah uh, was unbelievable. So proof of it. Yeah. I've with, with our strike partnership, I. I this is. I'd like to see a, a bit. It, it frustrates me, but speedboat no driver, Ollie Burke. We miss the pace so much. I don't think I've ever seen a. a, a, a I don't think I've ever seen anybody like that run like he can. The the way. Oh, the, mate. He, he's he's is he, this gazelle like idiosyncrasies that just he, he is speedboat no driver. It's he's built as well. That's the thing. He is. Yeah, and he's there's there's a recipe there for because Wilder's got this this knack of making bang average players in the past look quite good. Bearing in mind when we signed, going back to David McGoldrick, when we signed him, bearing in mind he was on trial and a free transfer 
from a low end championship yeah. club and look where he is now. I mean, in the uh, Wilder said in his in an interview the other day that they didn't expect McGoldrick to be able to get out of the car without pulling an amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's injury prone, and he's he's proved everyone wrong. Yeah, I think I heard not. So- I can't I can't think the last big injury he had. No. Well, I actually um, one of oh yeah that anchor, uh, that. Like uh, yeah, abductor injury. Yeah. Sorry, when you're on Long Island. Because yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, um, <laughs> online. Imagine if he goes on loan to his on loan to his country. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, well, they all seem to come back injured from Ireland because Ender Stevens loves that game as well, doesn't it? That's why he's retired. From yeah, it. yeah, that's why he's retired. Yeah, as much as I, lo- I, lo- I love watching them represent their country, it's just especially when you get to that. And, uh, it makes me nervous. Yeah, it does. Makes me nervous, especially when they cram the Nations League in there as well. When that they, they try yeah, making friendlies that, more competitive. I, I don't mind the Nations League, but it's stupid. It makes friendlies less pointless. I don't know where these pundits look round and say that Ryan Brewster runs his. He, do, he, do, he does work hard. He, he, do, he does work hard. There has been certain times where he runs in a circle, but he he, he does a circle of thirty yards. And I haven't seen him sprint once. Oh, yet, I've seen it against Newcastle. He, he, there was one ball played. Newcastle's the exception game where he was he was outstanding. I'll give him credit yeah. for that. Probably could have scored. He, he should have scored. If Billy Sharp's in that situation, there's only one thing that happens. We've also got Roof at Nets. Yeah, Roof at well enough. We've also got 15 years worth of difference. Now I think he can develop massively. And if look, we 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 will learn a lot. Yeah, he will. We're a bouncing club anyway. We're we're always that club where. It, I don't think Rian Brewster will see it as a stepping stone. He will, he will be a stepping stone for him where he'll get that exposure. And he's played Premier League football and he's he's nowhere near that that England that England sort of side of it that people keep tying for. But he's yeah. in the under twenty one setup and probably arguably he's probably third third striker in the under twenty one setup. Um I think he's got a really, really bright future with us. And from Friend, friend, friend. No, I agree. I think he'll possibly be the next Billy Shaw. Possibly. That's possibly sort of so. The poacher but type. I don't think. I think Liverpool have, have put that in there, and that that shows something. You can't. You cannot discount the words of a of a club that's had the kid since a nipper. It was. He's. Yeah. he's no, I. I, 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 know, I know a lot of. There's just certain aspects of his game that need just, need, need need refining. <laughs> but I could say that about Ollie McBurney. Current climate, who would you have at right wing back? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I don't particularly like the man's style of management, but I'm gonna go with a Gareth Southgate quote here. He says you've got to play them based on form. So for me, at the moment, Baldock's got to fight for his play. Baldock's got to fight for his players. No, I, I, um, for me, I mean, I love Baldock. Uh, sorry for 500k, he has been unreal. This. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Everyone thought who's who we signed in here at 500k were wasting it. Turn around, prove yeah. everyone wrong. Absolutely. Defensively, Baldock is better. Uh, yeah. Going forward, they're both. I mean, obviously, both. You know what I mean? Bogle's got an 80% tackle rate and whatever. You can bring stats into it. I just feel a bit more confident I th- I th- in a sense My of th- Baldock's. Reading of the system a bit more. Obviously, he's done it for last four yeah. years. But going forward, in the final third, I think Bogle offers us yeah. a bit more. And I, I knew a bit about Bogle when he was Derby, but I didn't really know a lot. I knew out of the package deal that Baldock, uh, Baldock, I keep saying Baldock, Bogle was better than Max Low. Low in a sense of rating. 
I mean, don't get me started on Max Lowe. I don't think he's good enough. But I'll play him over under Stevens at a minute. But um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Ideally, I'd, if Bulldog's fit, I'd play Bulldog right wing back and I'd stick Bulldog. Yeah, left so would I. To be fair, but but it don't make a difference because you don't cross ball first. No, but anyway. I think Jaden Bogle will. That one killer ball, that Final one pass. killer ball, and that's where our budget will come into it. Where we could, where we don't play wingers, but we just got. Fleck is probably the best person to put a ball in, and that's probably the last person I really want to be putting a ball in because I want him in that in that bloody yeah. box, in and in, 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 in in around it because area. that ball's falling to him. And you, you see him last season; he's he's if he's not falling to sharp or he's not on pitch, and if he falls on edge to Fleck, he'll he'll whack it one. Like this can't. You just have to look at Man yeah. City. Yeah. Oh God. That were imagine that were whispers. Imagine, of, imagine, uh, imagine. Yeah, absolutely, mean. and then. The, the sort of the last positive I've really really got is like last season he, he, he was showing signs of why Brighton and Fulham got rid of them before he, he made it to the Premier League and he, he was yeah. he was fairly good last season there, there was there were select I, games where he, he played it I said to you last season he's not no, good enough he's played Prem. some outstanding I said it to, I said it to you and Luke last year he's not good for Prem all he's got is a 70 yard pass and this year he's struggling yeah. to make them it was just when it he put Basham under but, so much crap yeah, the did. other day. Yeah. that look, he does it all the time though. It's a loose pass where he doesn't look, and he just he play, plays it. He played. He played a ten-yard pass yesterday to to Jaden Bogle with the outside of his right foot on the halfway line. Just play the simple ball. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not simple after, ball. Every pass is behind. Yeah, I'm not after nine thousand yard passes. He's, he, 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 I don't know if you think no. he's a quarterback in the football world, as in the, the proper football, not that hand egg rubbish they play on the other side of the pond. It's it, it's <laughs> it, I don't want that. I he's, he's good, but there's got to be the right time for it. And when we're two, three nil down, well we're two nil down at the time, I just want the simple ball. What I want what what I want Oli to do is run with the ball and go forward and look forward. Because if if if, if there's a gap yeah. if there's a gap in the defence, obviously sometimes and the vast majority of the time you're gonna to have to pass the ball sideways to work an opportunity. But there's been countless but there's oh, countless really? opportunities where he could just play a ball along the floor and look at Jaden Bogle. There was an example, I think it was West Brom, where Jaden Bogle is on the other side of the pitch, on the on the right hand side. Oli Norwood is stood practically Stood no in the left back him. position. All he has to do is just play the twenty-five yard ball along the floor and give it to Jaden Bogle to his feet, and he's off. Right? He goes back. He goes back into midfield. We give the ball away. They're on the attack. Then that leads to an opportunity for West Brom, who are categorically there's not many worse teams than us, but they are one of them because they are god awful. We're bad, but they're worse. Yeah, we'll yeah, I think them. we will. We'll I think we will. But but I I just can't get over. I mean, obviously, we're very, very short we in are. the field. We're that short that we're putting a young kid on from Worksop, yeah. in Worksop, um, of 17-year-old. I mean, obviously, he's not going to come on. I mean, Antoine Ackford has this year. Uh, I mean, that was good to see him play. He should have scored. That, that'd have been yeah, unbelievable. That'd have been highlights um, of the season. Like, yeah, that, 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 but that's, that's showing that our depth is so yeah, it's, it's lacklustre. But I, I know we've obviously got good under twenty threes, and that Ayari played for for his country today in the under twenties of the Africa Cup of Nations. We've got Zach Brun, mm. and we've got Hackford and um, Maguire. But it's I, I don't want to be. I want obviously. But, I'm not being critical no, on youngsters no, no, no. at all. 
not no, but it's it's obviously we've got there, there was a, the as far as I'm concerned, we got the recruitment bang on last year, and it's been bang average this year. As much as I've liked the players, I like the yeah, players yes. that we've signed, but we just haven't signed enough of them. We haven't spent the money that we've whatever we've been allocated, and I don't know if that's a scouting issue. I don't think I don't know if that's a a player issue. Um, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a mixture of the. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it. Comes it comes down, down to wages. wages, exactly. That's why we couldn't get players like Demari Gray because we couldn't afford his wages, and that was that we, we just get outpriced yeah. very, very quickly. And we are a very, very honest club. We are, but in, in some cases, it, it's got to be a bit yeah, of risk and reward. If it don't work, you just put your hands up, just move just them on, move them on, just put your hands yeah. up and just move uh, them on. But this, that's where Wilder bugs me a bit, and in, 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 I obviously don't want to put club in financial yeah, difficulties. I agree. But you've got to offer. If you want to stay in this level, you have to bring exactly. quality. Quality is the key word. And we haven't got. League. We haven't got apart from Jags. We haven't got a, a massive Premier League experience in that in that team. Five people have backed off him. Diop, free header, free header. Oh, oh, I'll get to that free header. But then, but then Ramsdale pulls out a save against Gabriel Jesus. World class. Yeah. It's a world class save. Pulls one off against yeah. Soufal. Again. A good save, maybe that's too far. Should it? Yeah, quicker, he, he, he were a bit lost. A good save. But then, then there has been it's it confidence, was. mate. At the end of the day, he's got confidence now to be like, right. And you heard him shouting yeah. at players yesterday do this, do this, do that. Communication. Whereas before, I don't think he can do much about it, but where what he's done with it was, was what bugged me. But that's the only mistake was, it was the first goal against West Brom at the home game where he pushed it in, but then. Yeah, he's 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 not. He's 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 not. Let's be honest. He's not. His position is fantastic. It's it's come through. Yeah, the second save is is really good. It's just the first one that's put it back into that path. And obviously, after the second save, he can't do anything. But it's it's he's pushed it back into danger. But that's obviously angles mean everything in that game. And he he got a really solid hand to it. And I just that's the only and that's me nitpicking. That's the only error he's made all season. And bearing in mind is. A lot of keepers, he will make errors. He's young. What is yeah, he, 23? Yeah, yeah. Community obviously weren't there. I mean, he got sold short against yeah. Chelsea. I, I, I can only really think of one mistake that. he's made all season. And you and I see this as a... David De Gea last season, mate. Oh, yeah. It oh, absolutely. He's an experienced Premier League goalkeeper. Lloris at mistakes. Alisson of the last four weeks. Two made. against City. And then... Two against City Leicester. and one against Leicester. Back-to-back we the other thing, you know, with the Diop goal, he's the smallest centre-half out of marking him. He's absolutely bullied Ampadu. I like Ampadu at centre-half. I think he's a better centre-half than centre mid. But he got bullied. Yeah. Do you think he's a better centre-half yeah. than a centre-half? Personally. I think the game passes I, 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 like, I like him. But, as, I, I, I want to see him. I want to see his... Not change our system, I'd like, I'd like to see him when... Because Basham's, Basham's getting a yeah. bit of it ill now. <laughs> I'd like to see him in Basham's role on the natural yeah, right. So. I'd also side. like to see him in a six. I'd like him to sit. I'd like him to take Ollie Norwoods. There's only one person I'm having in a six if he when he comes back for the next four games before he ends up. Exactly. Why? Well, why? Do, why can't if if John Lundstrom's out the door, which is up, he's still up in the air. It has been for months. When Sander comes back, why can't you play Sander and Fleck together in the same midfield and play Ampadu just behind? And just we'll play them in the same midfield, but as we as you look at it on the graphic, just play the, the No, you can do that, but to do that yeah, you need O'Connell. And hopefully he's back. Hopefully if, imagine if they come back around the same time. 
Mid March, mid March, massive, massive boost. I'd obviously want him back. I want them both back for Saturday, obviously, but um, but we'll we'll get onto Fulham <laughs> shortly. When Ollie McBurney comes onto the pitch, I know he's been, he's been bit part, and I know yeah. he's had a shoulder injury, and he's had various amounts of injuries. He, he created that shoulder injury for himself. Yeah, that is but what really does me in is you've now got this aerial target. Right, we're going to put balls into the box, and we 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 have the potential to quality. Get in the box. Just get in there. He's picking the ball up. He's picking the ball. Yeah, but you could send that no, about all the in particular because he's the aerial threat out of the out of the five we've got, five six centre forward we've got. His focal point, Man United at home last season, prime example. He's in the centre of the box, causing absolute yeah. havoc. Olympe Bernier is the equivalent of an hand grenade in that box. He can cause havoc because he's tall yeah. and can play with his feet. Yesterday he came on eventually, right? He's picking the ball up off the centre midfielders. 45 yards from him. Do you know why? Because I I watched our looking when Wilder gave him his instruction. Wilder told him to well, he's not the like, put McGoldrick in the pocket. That's where he needs to be. But my argument with that is if you look at 90% of Ollie McBurney's goals for Swansea, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying he has to score. But we no, to... but you know what I mean. All his goals were flashed yeah. across face of goal. But, he, 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 but it's like good being at Lodge me. But he's good. He's good at the link up play. But as far as I'm concerned, against Dawson, who I'd rather have him in box. I'll be honest with you. I do agree with. You. I'd rather have him in box. Trying it's not even that. I, I'm not even bothered about him winning headers. It's that focal point who can win. Oh, but I'm not saying be on the six-yard line. I'm not saying be a poach. I'm just saying towards a bit of havoc. It's a physical. It's, it's a presence in it. He's a presence to put havoc under centre half. So if it drops, McGoldrick is shot. In those first run of games, he was he had the most aerial wins in the Premier League. He could bring, just bring that ball yeah. down, bring it back to earth, and distribute it. Then get in the box because how we play is we overload the wings. Well, you can't overload the wings and you can't expect all the cogs in that machine to work if the person you're aiming for is 45 yards from goal. Because he's not, he's not going to do anything. No, I agree. And he's not the Once he gets to speed, he's all right. But no, I, I absolutely love him. But he's just, he's there. Let Billy, let Billy be in and around. Let Ollie McBurney be causing the havoc. Because if Ollie McBurney gets a knockdown, not even with his head, and Billy's in and around, like we said earlier, Eight times out of ten, is it back at onion bag? It's about taking your chances and playing. Yeah. What Wilder does really, really well is he plays players where they're good. He uses that. He, he, he illuminates their strengths and it sort of under undermines their weaknesses. Chris Basham has a mistake in him, but what Wilder's done is he found everything that Chris Basham is good at, and what he is good at is organisation, passing the football, and keeping things simple. He doesn't do anything fancy. You said he's. You say he's good at passing a football. Look well, at the James. Well, that, that, that's just one. Eye, <laughs> one. Eye one example. One I, know. I know. Nitpicking, that's absolutely. Nitpicking. But it's just that it feels like sometimes we had three strikers on the pitch yesterday, and we looked, we looked more like scoring with two on the pitch than three on the pitch, and we couldn't even overload the box. It's like, yeah, because we don't create, mate. We got to edge of their eighteen-yard box, and it were right. Let's play twenty yeah, balls exactly. across the face. Then let's go back the other way. I, I don't I don't want us every game to do up that um game against I think it was I believe it was Fulham with Man United under Moyes where they made eighty nine crosses. No, 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 no. That's not what I want. It's about blending. I don't want that. I want I want a cross yeah. every now and again. And it's I want a lot of first time balls, not let's wait five yard yeah. defenders sit in. 
I just I want a bit more urgency yeah, change your area. We get there and then Norwood will join twenty yard away from eighteen yard box and yeah. that's it, we stop. Yeah, backwards and, and then by, by the time yeah, counter attacking and us just doesn't exist at the moment. I don't think we have the confidence no. to, to counter attack very often. Um because I don't think we've got the pace. It depends who you've got. It depends either, who it, to be fair. Over the when if speedboat no drivers on pitch, then yeah, you've yeah. got pace for days. Um, That's it. But but look but looking but, forward, yeah. we'll try and put West Ham out of his mind. We could we could make some real we could we, we could make some yeah, real please. inroads on Saturday. Speaking of directly about Fulham, they've they've picked up some half decent results or three three draws and a win out of the last five, and we've got fairly, fairly similar form. And against Everton, yeah, absolutely. But they're a side that when they came to us earlier in the season that looked they looked like we did to be fair looked a bit toothless and I don't know was it will be played from Fulham or Club a little bit of luck or just a little bit of both it was yeah I, I, luck it's a good run it's a good run but there's Evolved. there's a lot of luck yeah with absolutely the rebound but, of fashion. Um, it, yeah like we say if, looking for look uh, yeah, he does. Which, penalty, yeah, and then another, another penalty, uh, uh, another penalty we've conceded this season has been, has been, has been, it was a penalty. That was a penalty. Jack Robinson basically slammed yeah, the ball. Yeah, just like uh, Alfie Morrison did for Bristol City, above when he slammed the guy, the air slammed it onto bar, as he slapped yeah. onto bar. But it, it is. But they've got their their essentially apart from Brian and the draw specialist in the league. I think it's that is a game that is a win and win only because we need to take it to them if we start slow it's it's going to be hard to get out it's not no. a big pitch Craven Cottage no not big at all so you can't Ollie Norwood can't expect to be playing 60-70 yard passes it's not he'll know yeah, that because he's played here he's played there and he's obviously had all that experience of playing for Fulham yeah that's it is it, a, is it a game for Ollie, for Ollie Norwood to play or do we go back to, and I, I don't like the bloke because he shoved his son out at club, is the Duffy role, yeah. that, as we all call it. The number the number 10, um, and I'd, I'd honestly play, personally, Didsy in the pocket. Yeah, He likes to drop deep anyway, so if he's on defence, he can drop in. And then I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. honestly play McBurney and Sharp. Or it's possibly a game where Brewster possibly. might come in. I'm not sure if McBurney's fit for a full game yet. Um, he looked he, he looked not. good. He did he did look okay when he came on, obviously. The box issue is. Um, but he's obviously trying to get a feel for it. I, I don't think McBurney will start, personally, due to that. Um, I do mm. think it'll be McGoldrick and Sharp again. But can you can you count on them playing Monday Saturday, Monday Saturday, or whenever it is? It'd be, Saturday, it'd be uh, well, obviously West Ham Monday, then it's obviously Fulham Saturday. Uh, it, it it just it, it depends, but I, I do think it'd be them two, and I think Sharp if he's it'd be sixty five minutes. It'd be the two I play yeah, on form yeah. at minute. It's um, the two I play. They are a poor side. Uh, there's no bare bones about it. As much as I rate Scott Parker as a manager, I just. I, I think that, yeah, the three teams that are there will get relegated. And I, like I say, it's a must win, but our away form is, yeah, we've obviously done really well at Man United and got so close at Man City. 
But the difference is is quality. Yeah. It's the, yeah. it's the yeah, word yeah, quality again. And that's it. And you've got... You, you, yeah, and they probably got... I don't think their team's even that much better than ours is in regards to what plays. On, on paper, no. With, with the money, I, I, with, I'd agree. The, but at minute, they just seem a bit more on form than we are. They've got a bit, a bit of confidence behind them. They just picked up a win against a very good yeah, game. Yeah, that's uh, obviously a small preview for, for Fulham. What's your prediction? Oh, God. I, don't, I ain't done one of these for years. I don't like putting things on it. I'll yeah, say we'll win 2-1. You're going 2-0? No, I'm going I'll one, go 2-0. Yeah, I'm going to get I'm one. I'm going to go one yeah, nil. I'm going to stick with the clean sheet, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be tense. I think it has the potential to be. I have that cup tie feel to it. What, what, what is, game it's, it's this all year tense. is intense? <laughs> I'm sick of going into a game and being nervous and feeling sick yeah. every time we won on pitch. That might just be the fact that I'm not. Uh, and that's it. And the quicker we can get now. back into grounds, the the better it will be. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think well, yeah, I think, I, I think mine was. I think the parents are secure, I mean, to be fair. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm know, not the quietest. Yeah, they scored. It's like, no, they conceded again for the nine millionth time this year. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it's, it, it, I think it's just one of those years, and we, we, there, there might be some aspects where we have been found out, but Sheffield United are really, really good at bouncing back. And for me, um, I'll be honest, and uh, I'll say it now, I'm, I'm a very honest. Fan, I like to think I am anyway. I think we're down. I think the bottom yeah. three are down as they are. But what's the point no. in watching a game unless you don't have that that's bit it. of hope? And that's, and and that's where my bit of hope. But the the real side of me is like, look, that winning that loss against West Ham is it, it's a big dent. I think if we, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. But obviously, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be weird until end. I don't think they should well, ever I, sack Wilder, in my opinion. Obviously, they bring out that thing of is it Sheffield United or is it Wilder United? It is a bit of a yeah, absolutely. You can't have you can't have two sides of the same coin. And uh, all these fans that are wanting Wilder out, yeah, don't turn up to Lane again, yeah, please. Don't come and have a conversation. Turn up happily, but don't come and have a conversation with me. Thank you very much. No worries, mate. Part two of the pod is centred upon Doncaster Rovers, a well-liked, proud club who are having a fantastic season so far in League One, sitting fifth. Ben and I discuss their fortunes, a, re- a review of Saturday's game versus Sunderland, a possible fixture pile-up and his insight and preview to Wednesday's crunch game with Accrington Stanley. We also discuss the rise of his hometown club, Harrogate Town. I hope you enjoy. Hello, how's things? All right, are you? Yeah, very, very good, thank you. How's lockdown treating you? Oh, God, it's boring. It is boring, isn't it, mate? It's so yeah, boring. Fed up, fed up of it. So, unfortunately, for Donny, it's, what, two two defeats in two games? Yeah. Which I don't think you've had all season. Um, no. We've, from what I've... I think before to the... That last week, I think we'd lost five games all season. Yeah, something um, like that. I've been, I've been looking at the table and I just... Like, if you, if you look at other teams around you, there's a hell of a lot of draws and I think you've only had, what, Less three. than what it's, it's, it's three draws all season, so you, you, yep. you're winning, you're either winning or losing games is really them fine margins. Yeah. But it's only two, it's only two league defeats in 2021. I'm hoping it's just a blip, to be honest. Would you have taken a playoff position at the end of the season? I'm presuming you'd have snapped your hand off. 
Um, I, I would have done because I, I had us to finish. Well, we, we finished ninth on per, points per game last season. And I thought we'll probably do the same again. We'll probably finish ninth or eighth just outside. And we've we've definitely gone over what everyone expected. Yeah, absolutely. I know, I know there's still quite a lot of games to go still, so things can change. But I actually think we, we deserve to be where we are because we are a good team. <laughs> You are, but you play you play some absolutely phenomenal football. The, the problem the, is, uh, the problem is we've still got the Donny in us, where we'll beat good teams and then we'll lose to the crap teams. Something's gone wrong in Charlie White's yeah. career, but that could have been there could have been a variety of reasons about that. I don't really know much about him apart yeah. from being a very very good centre forward. Yeah, at, at that level, um, but Sunderland have a have a massive draw to them. It, it, when, when that. They'll, they'll drive yeah. 25, 26,000 in, in League One, no problem. Yeah. Um, it's it's probably, a one club. Probably more yeah, than that. Probably <laughs> even more than that, to be fair, but I'm probably going on the own on the side of caution. Uh, because, well, Sunderland in the last 10 years have I've dipped from drawing three all at Man City, so taught me through Saturday. Obviously, disappointing. Very disappointing to score, to concede four goals from the same position. Yeah. Pretty much. If if you actually, it's quite funny if you actually look at the the report. It's got Charlie White got four goals in brackets, but at the exact yep. same time at the bottom, it's got Aidan McGeady. So what? Talk me through what went on. Do you know what? The scoreline didn't really reflect the game, and I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because I'm being biased. Because we actually didn't play that bad. It was just four lapses in concentration. I mean, the first goal. If you're scoring from a corner, first like first few minutes, you're up against it straight away. Mm-hmm. I've watched it back. It, Charlie White completely gets the better of Reese James, free header, and, and then they scored again. Like not long afterwards, McGeady. I I know Sunderland are, are a bit hit and miss, but I have no idea why he's in League One. To oh. Break. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, falling on the backside. But I, I've 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 seen the highlights back, and yeah, the first goal is really poor defending. Is you're leaving a, well, a, 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 an aerial target free? With the second goal, it was it was too easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, McGeady had Allardy probably gave him too much space and showed him inside too much, or showed him outside. If you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Charlie White's going to tower over Cameron John any day, and Cameron John's out of position because he's actually playing left back but he's a natural centre half mm. but even even then he towers over him and it's too easy oh, I mean it. I don't know if you've seen third goal it did look offside but everyone just completely froze it's like play to the whistle like you've just yeah. left him free and it's 3-0 it's half probably not even half an hour gone it's 3-0 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, the game's gone. You, you, what? Well, you're on the back foot at two nil. Never mind at three nil. And as you say, I have seen the third goal, and I, Joe, you know it's you know, my my problem is if that's in the Premier League, that's not a goal. No, um, we, don't, but we don't have it, we don't have VAR in League One. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, he he, do, he does look offside, but you go and score, which yeah. I, I don't. I, I think the keeper's really unlucky, to be fair. It does. Yeah. Obviously, Taylor Richards hits the post. Yeah, it hits him in the back and just rolls <laughs> over the line. And rolls over the line. But 
on the balance of play, did you deserve it? Was yeah. it? I think we did deserve it, but to be fair, even before we went 1-0 down, we were the better team. And then at 2-0, we, we were trying to get back into it. Like Bogle was putting himself about. Um, Taylor and Halliday were linking up. Taylor Richards, they couldn't cope with him. Mm. But the third goal kind of just killed us. Yeah, it was a bit like deflating a balloon yeah. into it. I spent all that time at 2-0. Yeah, but the worst, it, the worst part was about barely a minute after that goal went in, go down the other end, Allardy's out of position, McGeady's free, puts it in the box, Charlie White's got about 10 yards on everyone, yeah. free header. Again. He was a good header, but he was completely unmarked. There is one team to look out for who was on the charge, and it is Oxford. It's Oxford. Well, they've played the same yeah. amount of games as you, so you really, really don't have to worry about them as much. It's it's more Hull that have to worry about them because they play three games more. Yeah. But I, it, it... I think it, one it, of our games... I think Wednesday is actually one of our games in hand. Yeah, because I can so, only played 24. I think... I think Peter's Portsmouth and Peterborough, they've got games as well, so... Yeah. Yeah, they've got 26 apiece. So really, Hull will be looking over their shoulders for sure. Yeah, for sure. It it swings and roundabouts really because um, we could quite easily beat anyone in this league. I mean, we beat Lincoln twice, but we've also lost to Wigan. So it, I really don't know. I, I think the fixture pile up. I don't think that'll be a problem because we are quite a fit team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just sometimes we don't. It, we don't do the basics right sometimes. Yeah. Like like at Fleetwood, after we went 1-0 up, I thought, right, just settle down, keep the ball. And no, we just we got a bit sloppy. And evidently, we. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the second goal at Fleetwood. I haven't, admittedly, no. Gomez comes on pitch about a minute, about a minute later. He plays a dreadful back pass and Paddy Madden's through. Oh, no. And... And, I, bet Dar- I bet Darren Moore's heads in his hands when that back pass is going backwards. Like, what yeah. are you doing? What on earth are you doing? But it's yeah, it's, it's just decision making is is probably our biggest issue because a lot. Of, I don't know. If, well, a lot of our games where we've won, we haven't actually played that well, which is usually a good sign. But I do think it get it only gets you so far until you get caught up a little bit. And I think that's what's happened a bit. Yeah. And I think what, what Darren Moore needs to do now is just get them, get them, just get them back to basics and go again. Because when we lost at West Ham, I know it's a, it's different kettle of fish, but when we lost at West Ham, you thought that could hurt a little bit because of the manner we lost. But we bounced back superbly. We beat Wimbledon. We beat, um, I think we beat someone else. I can't remember who. And um, you play, sort of kicked on again. So I, I think after West Ham went to, you played AFC Wimbledon. Then you played Lincoln away, where yeah. where your keeper made <laughs> two incredible saves. We were. I don't. To this day, I don't have a clue how we won that game because no, I, we it, we scored a long ranger, and then just defended. Keeper made two really good penalty saves. By the way. The second one, especially, very good, amazing. 
And I think when that happens, you just know that it's your, it's going to be your day. Yeah. Michael Appleton actually said after the game, he says, look, we, we deserve to win that game probably three times over. Um, yeah. But it just it was just one of those days where, credit to the opposition, and Darren Moore pretty much said the opposite thing, really, yeah. that in, in the opposite manner in regards that we did strike lucky, but we've got yeah. to thank our keeper, and that's exactly what he's there for. He's there to keep yeah. goals out of the net. That is one of those games where you wish there were fans there because that would have been unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to be, fair, <laughs> to be fair, especially with Lincoln shooting towards their own fans, if they would have been fans at yeah. Brian, they probably would have sucked the ball into the net anyway, as the, as yeah. the metaphorical phrase goes. Honestly, looking at where Don, like where Doncaster Rovers are in the league and looking at the results of Fordham, you've beaten form team Oxford and yeah, you lost at Fleetwood, yeah. but both the games at Fleetwood and Sunderland, I'm going to quote you directly here, you have garbage records against <laughs> in regards oh. to like playing Fleetwood away. We've never beaten Sunderland before. Looking at like looking at this, looking at the players you've actually signed and yeah, bringing them in like the forgotten man John Bostock, who's eighteen month contract is probably a really good contract if if he can get him playing in, in decent football. I I cannot remember what 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 his style of play is like. I can't remember anything about him. I just know the name. We've not really seen enough of. It wasn't he was, he was poor at Fleetwood, but I don't know if that's because he hasn't played a lot of football or. He just, I think he probably just needs a run of games just to get fit and sharp. And I yeah. think Bogle's the same. Obviously, losing Ben Whiteman, it was it, inevitable. It was going to happen, but I, the fact that it's happened mid-season is a blow. It's it, definitely it, a blow. It is a blow, but would you have got the, the seven-figure at the end of the season? Was his contract up at the end of the season? No. Or, or did he have another year? He might have had another year, but that might have still maybe brought the price down but depending on how how well he did the rest of the season but you've had a really really good start to the year and I think mm. well looking at my, my notes in front of me you've got two massive massive games coming up now especially on the yep. back of two two defeats you've obviously got Atkinson Stanley at home on yep. Wednesday at 7 o'clock kickoff, and then possibly your biggest game of the season to date in regards yep. to Hull at home they are having a, an amazing season. Imagine, I honestly think if Atkins and Stanley get into championship, that sounds really odd me saying, that will be yeah. more momentous than currently Wickham being in championship. No doubt. Oh, about without it. a doubt, it's probably better, bigger than Burton getting there, or or Yeovil, Huddersfield getting into Premier League. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, the, every year they were the favourites to go down in League Two. So yeah, exactly, I, I think I so vaguely remember them coming up from non-league. Yep, um, and I, I know a lot of teams have come up from non-league. Doncaster being one, and yep. uh, Swansea being another, and Luton. being in the and Luton, Yeovil, obviously they're, they're now back there. <laughs> um, they're, they're having a um, a bit of a shoddy time of it as well, but I think they're doing really well. What yeah. in order in order going down the the tactical side of things? Do, do you think that Moro should should change it up, or do you think you should just? Leave well, it for the team that ended at, at Sunderland. I'd rather he went back to what was working before, because at Fleetwood he changed formation. He brought in Bostock and Robertson. I mean, two players that haven't really, well, Bostock in particular hasn't played a lot of football. I mean, I know they're only going to get better by playing, but he took out. Um, I know Taylor Richards. He's he's young. He's he has he's been superb. He's, obviously, he wants to look after him and keep him for... He probably rested him against Fleetwood, having Sunderland in mind. 
and obviously with the fixture pile up, you do need to rotate. But I do think he needs to go back to what was working before, and that was um, well. Another thing, going back to Fleetwood again, is Tom Anderson suffered a head injury. It could he have been. Did. I think. He, I think it was concussion, and obviously, you need. A, I think you need a week of no games. And I think yeah, the, I think the beauty the beauty of to get moved to Wednesday is that he could be back tomorrow um, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and that'll be a ob- massive boost, a huge boost. I think if Tom Anderson had played against Sunderland, we we might have probably still lost, but we wouldn't have lost four one. He he is absolutely superb. I mean, there are there are there are obviously he's not perfect every game, but. Since we signed him, unbelievable defender. I think it's because he's he's been under Sean Dyche, so he's got he's got that great that he's got the Burnley sort of in him. Yeah, well, imagine <laughs> imagine that mentorship though. I I, yeah. I, 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 I still stand by as uh, as a fan of a Premier League club. But the what I would argue in the top five defensive partnerships in that league. Most certainly, yeah. one of the best outside the top six is Ben Me and James Tarkovsky. Yeah, for the simple so. fact they are they are solid, and Sean Dyche yeah. is a, is a proprietor of edit and kick it. And I think you're absolutely spot on that Tom Anderson does the basics very very well. He's yeah. not fan, no, nothing fancy. When you need to get rid, get rid. Get when rid. You need to play, yeah. play Tom. I think if he, if he's back for Accrington, you've It'll got be a massive boost. I do I do think, especially lower league clubs, I think. There's a possibility that you could be back in grounds, um, especially clubs like Doncaster Rovers. I'm not. Um, you won't mind me saying this because you've said it personally. You're not the most. You're not the most well-supported club, and neither do no. you have to be. But you have a ground capacity where you could possibly social distance in social bubbles and support. Oh, we bubbles. definitely can. Um, definitely. So, and that'll be a massive boost. But unlike some other clubs, you've benefited from not having fans there. You've. Really, really taking it, especially imagine Sunderland on Saturday, four one flattered them. But if they'd have had fans in ground, it could have been five, six, seven, eight one way, whatever I, it would I, be. I'd... I actually think it might have been the other way with Sunderland because do you think? Well, a three one, I think I don't think they'd have gone down to the other end. I think they'd have felt the pressure at three one with the mm. fans because they'd have started feeling nervous. Mm. That's a really good but point, actually. At the same time. I get what you're saying. There's no pressure on the Sunderland players from the fans to, because obviously their standards are high. Oh, yeah, and <laughs> so I get what you mean there. I, our home form's been superb. I think only Peter have got better home form than we do. Yeah, I think we've lost two home games all season. That, that, that's insane, Well, that, That's yeah. it. That's abs- and, and that's the foundation to go up. If you ask any yeah. manager at whatever level, your you, you, you home is your fortress. Predictions. So quick fire. Atkinson first. Oh, we never beat. My head says a draw, but my heart says we're going to win two one. Okay, two one. I'll t- I'll take the heart over the head. Go with your gut, and then Hull the biggie. Oh, I don't know. In the away fixture, I know this is different. In the away fixture, they did run rings around us, but we we sort of we sort of held on and we got equaliser, but then we. Considered a, a soft goal, I think we can do them, mm. and they do seem to be wobbling a little bit. Duhull. They do. You, you've, you've, yeah, you've, you've stolen my thunder there. And I, yeah, and I think, I, I think with it being Grant McCann, I know there's no fans there, but I reckon there'll be a bit more 
they'll probably want to prove a point to Grant McCann in a way. Yeah, I agree. I, I, th- I think we'll beat them 2-0. Onto, well, naturally, on two. Obviously, being a Harrogate lad. Um, yep. And looking at their, another Yorkshire club that have really captured the hearts and minds, really, of, of, of fans up and down the country. How's that been? Like, it is a, I know looking at the league table, it's what, it's 16th in the league. But it's an unbelievable, unbelievable story. Well, I think if you told any diehard Harrogate Town fan that they would finish, that they'd be 16th in the league in February and they'll probably, they'll probably finish around there, they'd snap your hand off. And I think one night they played Salford City in National League North and they thought, God damn, well, because obviously Salford were this upcoming club because yeah. of a certain few people in charge. And we thought, we'll go down. And we saw we thought the standards actually quite good, like the yeah. football that town play. And then we watched them against York, which is a big North Yorkshire derby. Oh yes. I mean, there's about two thousand York fans, about five hundred town fans. <laughs> <laughs> and town were just superb and it was like this 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 team's going somewhere. Having a local lad in Jack Muldoon, well local to me yeah. anyway. Ex works up town player, and he was uh, that that's run free for work. So Tom Denton now at Chesterfield, yep. Leon Metham, I think he's a, he's either at Sleaford or at Skegness, and then Jack Muldoon's <laughs> playing league uh, playing league football, and out of the three of them, he was just he was young, he was raw, absolutely yep. raw. He was mm-hmm. just, and it, probably when he went to Rochdale, they probably thought crack his kids are, um, yeah, he's raw, but. Most players that make that transition between non-league and football league, the, the fitness no. will have to improve massively. But I don't think Jack Muldoon would have been would have been that. And it's it, it's so good to see him, and he's, he he gets that score sheet very often. Um, I, I mean, I he's, the sixth, he's the sixth top scorer in league too. That's mad, absolutely insane. <laughs> I, I think I think there'll be there'll be clubs looking at him in the summer. I, I, I'm surprised there hasn't been clubs yeah. looking at him already. Um, in, in that. I reckon there'll be clubs looking for a goalkeeper, to be honest. Because he is a good keeper, Belshaw. Very good yeah. keeper. He's been there since time began and on. He's always been yeah. there. He's, um, he's been... Town have got a good good record of producing good goalkeepers. Yeah. Because there's... I think John McLaughlin, I think he plays for Sunderland. He does, oh, yeah. He might have. He, he, he were at Town. He were at Railway as well. But, is it Craig McGilvery from Portsmouth? He, he were from Town as well. From Town as well. That's yeah, mental. So you got two League One keepers with Harrogate connections. Looking at their fixtures, what's coming up? Obviously, Carlisle tomorrow, which Oof. is a, a that big game's get- been called off about three times. Yeah, it probably was. Well, check weather forecast for tonight, and then Scunthorpe, and then probably a really big one a week on Tuesday. We play Mansfield at home. Um, just what well, one thing on town that's really sprung, sprung to mind is how the what's the transition been like from. 3G to grass. Obviously, last season they were the proprietors of 3G pitches. Mm. Get promoted to the football league, which is, I don't know if it was the ambition of the the Harrogate Town board to get promoted that quickly. Um, I know they were obviously they, doing stand developments. They were always in, bas- in the Irving Weavers always well when they lost to Fylde in the playoffs in 2018, no 19, 2019 in the national in the national league. East. Um, he said on radio, we, we will get there. Uh, he was confident that town would get there. And obviously, they've got there. The, the, yeah. the issue with the... 
obviously the the VFL don't allow three G pitches in league in League Two, and obviously it took some time and Town had to play at our ground. Yeah, for for first sort of month of the season. Yeah, and um, well, the big factor is when they had the three G pitch, they never had a game postponed. Prediction for Carlisle. Well, the annoying thing is, right? They've actually they actually did start this game a while ago, and Town went one 0 up within about a minute, and about nine minutes later got abandoned because of weather. <laughs> so, I think there should be a little bit of um, fire in Town's belly to win this game because of that. But Carlisle mm-hmm. haven't played in forever. I mean, Carlisle got six games in hand on Cambridge. Crikey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carlisle just as that player. They are just as that player, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they've yeah. got six games in hand. Oh my! So well, they have, they have an all crikey, and they have they won't have played for a while. So no. I don't know if Carlisle Carlisle will obviously be well rested, but at the same time they might be rusty. So yeah, and every journey for them is about twenty three thousand yeah. years away because <laughs> Carlisle is like the end and, of the earth, bless it. And Town's home form is not very good. No, they've only is it two two games all year? They've won yeah. Out. I mean, they yeah. they are second from bottom in the home table, but they are. I think they are second in the away table. Well, maybe so, they're trying, you know, they like playing on everybody else's grass, just not their own. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll find at Wembley as well. Are, are, you, are you sticking with a win for tomorrow then for for Town and a, and a win for for Donny on Wednesday? I think Town Town. <laughs> They're going to win 2-1 because they should be feeling a little bit of begrudge because they're 1-0 up. Obviously, it's not it's not Carlisle's fault or anything. It was just the referee decided it was playable and 10 minutes later decided it's not playable. <laughs> but I, I think there should be a bit more in them to say, right, we, we're 1-0 up before. We're going to win this. We're going to win this game. Yeah. So, and they need to, they need to start improving at home. I know yeah, they're not. I don't think they're going to go down anyway. Well, thank you very much, Ben. Ah, it's been all right. Hopefully, a bit more cheerful on <laughs> Wednesday night. Yeah, we bounce back. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, just it, get it, back it, on it, track. Back to basics. Get a win. Get back on track. I think that, we'll be fine. <laughs> still ticking along. Ticking along. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Yeah. We've been a year. We've been a year in this. It's rubbish. So let's. Uh, I'm sure another. However many months or however many weeks it is, we can uh, we can survive. <laughs> but, I can't cope. <laughs> no, 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 I don't anymore either. But we just want our football back. We want our football back. Well, yeah. we've, got, we've got we've got half of it. We want to be actually in the ground. Yeah. But yeah, real. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to episode one of On the Terrace. I'd like to thank. Taylor and Ben for taking part. Episode 2 is in the planning and it will be coming out very, very soon. If you did enjoy what you've heard, make sure you follow our socials at, at TerracePod on Twitter and on the TerracePod on Instagram. My name's Seb Vickers. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe. Peace out. <laughs>